I was working on my wife's car a couple weeks ago. I was putting a new fan belt on. Do you know on the back of a car fan belt, it says, be sure you stop the motor first. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to have been there the first time that happened? <laughs> Some guy walks in the house, his hands are all cut up. He's like, hey, Walt, what happened? Uh, I'm going to give you boys a little tip. <laughs> you going to put a fan belt on the car, you better shut that motor off first. You can't stop it with your hands, man. It's like a machine or something. Here's your sign. There's warnings on blow dryers. You know this? It says, do not use while sleeping. Well, Lord, hadn't that become a problem? Because I don't know about the rest of you, but I cannot count the number of times. I've been sound asleep. Woke up, I was doing my hair. Dang it, I was sleep styling again. There's another warning that says, do not use this blow dryer in the shower. Who's writing this pamphlet? Y'all ever been in the shower? Honey, I'm done shampooing my hair. Toss me that blow dryer. I saw Edie on TV this week. I was watching one of those animal shows on Discovery Channel. There was a guy inventing a shark bite suit. There's only one way to test that. you got to get bit by a shark. But the guy was inventing one doing the test, and he had his buddy helping him out. That's the conversation I want to be in. Jimmy, come here. All right, Jimmy, got that shark suit on. Looks good. Now, what we going to do? We're going to strap dead fish all over your body. Stay with me, Jimbo. Stay with me. They want you to jump in this pool of sharks, and you tell us if it hurts when they bite you. Well, all right. Hold my sign. I don't want to lose it. Here's your sign. We're excited that you're here today. For the past few weeks, we've been in a series called, Here's Your Sign, How to Hear the Voice of God. How to Hear the Voice of God. And and it's been a a great series, I think. I've learned a lot. But I want to wrap this series up today by answering one more question and making a few statements, okay? Now, as I've said it throughout the series, we all in life, in in our daily lives, we all have decisions to make. We all face trials. We all face, you know, important things in our lives. And we need to hear from God. Amen? Anybody ever been there? Can you turn my mic up? I don't know that they're hearing me. Anybody been there? Yeah. I mean, we've all been there where it's like, man, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. I need God to do something. I need him to show up. I need him to show me what he wants me to do. Well, here's the truth that I've gotten out of this series. God wants to show you and God wants to speak to you. The question is, are you listening? Are you listening? We learned that we answered these questions. How can I hear from God? That was the first question that we answered. The, the, the answers to that is this. You have to have a personal relationship with him. And guess what? That starts with Jesus. You have to have trusted in him. Here's the second thing. If you, you say, how can I hear from God? You have to listen to God. Again, how many of you guys like to talk? Yeah, point. You know, that person likes to talk. It's true. We often not, you know, same way with God. We oftentimes talk a lot, but we don't actually listen to God. The other part of that is you have to follow him. You say, how can I hear from him? Well, once you've heard from him, then you have to follow him as well. And you say, okay, Bo, what was the second question? Well, how does God speak, right? God speaks. Here's the truth. Here are three answers. God speaks however the crap he wants to speak. Amen. 
in Jesus' name. <laughs> I always say crap, and I think, should I have said that? I, Jesus can speak. You say, how, how does God speak? He can speak however he wants to speak, and he can speak through whatever he wants to speak. Here's the second thing that we learned on that question. He speaks to us on the inside. Remember this? I mean, God speaks to us on the inside. When we pray, He controls our thoughts and the Holy Spirit controls our thoughts and, and it brings those thoughts that please Him to our minds so that we can obey Him. So He speaks to us on the inside. He speaks to us through our, our, our prayers, our thoughts, through our peace. I mean, you've ever been there in a situation where you, you, I mean, all hell's breaking loose and God gives you a peace that passes all understanding and He speaks to your heart through that? Anybody ever been there? Can you raise your hand? I have. Um, here, you say, how else does he speak to us? He speaks to us through outside resources. Remember this? I mean, he speaks to us through signs. You know, I mean, God gives us a sign. Like my wife texts me and saying, hey, you need to go by the fire marshal's office. That was a sign that I needed to go by the fire marshal's office, right? And God showed up, right? Well, he speaks through godly people. He speaks through, you know, trials and tests that we go through. They're on the outside. And then he speaks through his word, he speaks through all those things. So how does God speak? He speaks to us, you know, however he wants on the inside and on the outside. Here's the, the third question that we ask. When God speaks, what does he say? What does he say? Well, again, he can say whatever the crap he wants. He can speak however he wants to speak, right? But there's three answers that I would say he gives generally speaking. You ready? Number one, what was it? Yes. When, he, when we ask him for something, usually it, one of his answers out of the three is yes. How many of you guys like to be told yes? Anybody? Yeah. We love being told yes. I mean, hey, can I buy that? Hey, can I, you know, can I marry her? Hey, you know, can I, you know, start this business? Yeah. Hey, can I buy that guitar? Hey, yeah. I mean, when God says yes, it's like, yes, I love that answer. Thank you so much. But then there's the other answer that we passionately hate, just like we passionately love yes. And what is it? No. <laughs> I mean, just saying that word makes me cringe. I'm like, what'd you just say? You told me no? You know? But get, here's what I've learned about God's no. His no's are just as good as his yeses. Because God is so good, every answer that he gives is good. You need to realize that. So when God says no, you need to learn to go, and I need to learn to go, okay, God, I embrace that. You said no, great. I'm with you. I'm going to stick with you because your answers are good. They're always good. Here's what else God says, and, and, and he doesn't really say it, but here's what else he does. What, what, is he, what else does he say? Nothing. Now, again, if there's one that I hated more than no, it's nothing. I'm like, what the crap? You need to say something. I mean, when we ask for you know, God to help us and he does nothing, again, a lot of times we feel alone. We're going through that test and that trial and we feel alone. But here's what I've learned. I pointed this out last time. Every test I took in school, the teacher was always silent. Every test. But here's the truth that I also remember. The teacher never left the room. Some of you guys, God's saying nothing to you. Guess what? You're not alone. He's still there. And he's, he's still in the room, he's still with you, and he still wants to speak to you. So you say, what does he say? He says, yes, no, or nothing. Well, today I want to wrap this series up. Again, we've answered the question, how can, you, you know, how can we hear from God? How does God speak? What does he say? Here's the key truth for today, and I want you to get it. You ready for this? Here's the key truth. God speaks to us so that we can speak to others. Let me say it again. 
God speaks to us so that we can speak to others. How many of you guys have ever heard God say something to you like this? I want you to speak to that person. How many of you guys have ever heard that? Those words from God. God, he looks at you, or not looks at you, maybe he does look at you, but he speaks to you and he says, hey, I want you to speak to that person. I want you to say something to them. I'll give you an example. Maybe, you know, you've been around a friend and they're struggling. He or she is struggling. And God says to you, hey, tell them that scripture that I showed you today. Share that scripture with them. Here's the thing that I've realized in my life. A lot of times God, I'll read the Bible and he won't speak to me through the Bible. I I won't get nothing out of it until he reveals to me the person that I encountered that day. And he says, I gave you that scripture so that you can share it with them. Does that make sense? So you may be thinking, well, I, you know, I have a quiet time all the time and sometimes he doesn't speak to me. Be ready. Maybe he's not speaking to you for that to benefit you, but maybe he's speaking to you so that you can benefit someone else. Amen? That's some good stuff right there. That's some good preaching right there. I like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's good stuff. Maybe God brings a person to your mind and he says, hey, I want you to call them. I want you to text them. And I want you to let them know that you're praying for them. Maybe you sit down to, you know, next to someone that you've never met. And this is, you know, this is kind of that, that make your butt pucker kind of experience, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, and God, but you sit down with somebody that, you know, you've never met before. And God says, hey, I want you to share with them what I've done for you. I don't know about you, but that gets your juice flowing right there. You know what I'm saying? But that's what God does. God speaks to us a lot of times so that we can speak to, the, to someone else. And you say, okay, but what does he say? Well, here's the single most important thing that I believe that he wants us to speak to someone else. You ready? God, I believe he wants us to share the single most important thing, and that is how a person can come to know Jesus personally. How a person can be saved. Let me ask you a question. How many of you guys, you came to know Christ personally because someone told you about him? Raise your hand. Raise it high. Keep it up. How many of you, let me ask it again. You came to know Christ because someone actually told you about him. Raise your hand. Yeah. I would say the majority of the whole church, if not all the churches, has come to Christ because someone told them. Can you just think about that? I mean, I want you to really think about that. Your eternity, you're going you're gonna to be able to go to heaven someday because someone had the guts enough to actually open their mouth and share with you that Jesus loves you and he died on the cross for your sins so that you can have eternal life. Here's the thing. Listen, no, listen, hold on just a second. There, it's, it's because of that person that God used so that they could share the gospel with you and the good news with you that you will spend eternity in heaven. Now you can clap. That's a good thing, right? But here's the thing. God has given you the same privilege. I mean, why? Why do we go, yeah, I got got the gospel. I got the good news. I love Jesus. I'm going to heaven. Woo-woo! I'm going to heaven. But to tell somebody about him? Ah. Selfish. I, I think. I think it is. Um, And so, but here's what I want you to realize. Sharing the gospel with somebody, and when I say gospel, some of you guys are like, that's church word, what does that mean? It just actually means good news. 
And what's the good news? That Jesus can save them from their sin and give them eternal life. That's the good news. And we're going to talk about it here in just a second. But here's, the, here's what you need to do. And here's what I have to do. When I think about, you know, sharing my faith with someone, sometimes I get fearful. Sometimes I think, you know, what am I going to say? Sometimes I, you know, I don't understand, you know, why God wants me to do this at this moment when everybody's around, you know, and all that stuff. But here's what I've learned. If you will change your mindset and look at it as a privilege rather than a burden, then it'll change your heart. For me, if I have the right mindset and I approach it right, it, I, I can say, thank you, God, for the privilege of sharing the good news with someone so that they can spend eternity with me in heaven. So you, you, you need to change your mindset. Yo, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to share that with anybody. Change your mindset because here's the truth. If the unchurched, in other words, if those that don't believe in Christ are going to come to know him, then we, the church, must tell them. The government's not going to tell them. They're going to try to make us be quiet. Amen? I mean, our enemies aren't going to tell them. Nobody else is going to tell them. It is the job and the privilege of a believer in Jesus Christ to tell the unchurched world how he can save them from their sin and give them eternal life. That's our privilege. Does that make sense? And you say, but okay, what is the message? What do I need to tell them? How do I tell them to come to Christ? Look at Romans 10, verses 8 through 16. It says this. It says, in fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your what? Lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. And here's the message. You ready? I, I, I say this verse all the time. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. Good job, son. That was good. For it is by believing in your heart that you, are, that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You say, what's the good news? That's the good news. You say, what am I going to say to them? If God says, hey, I want you to share the gospel with them, the good news, you tell them. You tell them, hey, here, here's what God did in my life. I was down and out. I didn't know where I was going in my life. And God came in. He showed me who Jesus was. Jesus died on a cross so that I could confess him as my Lord. And when I did that, he changed my life and gave me eternal life. And here's the thing, if you'll confess him too, he'll give you the same eternal life. That's the message. And you say, well, okay, I'm supposed to share that? Yes. Yes, you're supposed to share that. I'll give you the, the example of that. Look at verse 14. It says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they what? Believe in him if they have never heard about him. And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how what? Beautiful are the feet of the messengers who what? Bring good news. So faith comes from hearing and that is hearing the good news about Christ. You know what it's saying there? 
I mean, it's saying it's a privilege. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news to those that have never heard it or accepted it. And so the truth is, if people are going to believe in Jesus, then we must share with them the good news. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. You know, my mom's favorite, I'll give my mom some props today. My mom's favorite phrase was growing up and still is probably to this day. You know what her favorite phrase is? I'm hungry for a soul. I grew up with that. I grew up with a mom who would share her faith with everybody. And I mean everybody. The Maytag man would come by to fix the washing machine. Hey, you sit down. Before you fix my washing machine, I want to tell you about Jesus. You know, the waitress, hey, you sit down. You don't need to work on that table over there. Come here and sit down. I want to tell you about Jesus. Every girlfriend that I brought home, which was not very many, Every girlfriend that I brought home, hey, do you know Jesus? If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. Everywhere we went, she was hungry for a soul. Can I just, pray? Can I just tell you something? Yeah, that's a good thing. My prayer is that you have the same heart as my mom. My prayer is that I have the same heart as my mom. See, here's what I've learned. The more you do this Christian thing, the more dull and, and the more... Uh, insensitive or not insensitive but the lack of sensitivity that you have for a lot of things that God wants to do in your life it's the people that have just been forgiven of their sin and they're on excited and on fire those are the people that tend to share their faith more but when you get into this Christian deal for very long then the sensitivity goes down and you begin to go I don't need to share with anybody I've got a good life my kids are healthy my I got a job all this stuff and you get so inwardly focused that you forget what Jesus has done for you can I just give you a piece of advice if you're a bored Christian don't blame me don't blame the church some people are like wow that preacher he never tells me what to do he never he never preaches what I want him to preach you know or you know this church is you know not I mean it doesn't feed me blah 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 can I just tell you if you're bored in your faith then again it's your fault you know why? Because here's what I would tell you. If you will begin to share your faith with people, you will never be bored again. Never. Now, again, I know it's in your face. I know that, you know, you guys, some of you guys are like, holy crap, you're saying that to yourself. What is he telling me? No, listen, it's true. I think a lot of Christians come to church, they do the church thing, and then they walk out going, I'm never going to talk about that with anybody. They don't, they don't say that out loud, but they just never do it. So again, it is a privilege to do that. And you say, well, okay, I've heard all the excuses. I use them sometimes. Here's an excuse. I, I just don't want to offend someone. I mean, I got this job. I don't want to lose my job by sharing the gospel with someone that I work with. Or someone that, I don't want to offend somebody. I mean, again, can I just tell you, it's not your job to offend them either. I mean, again, so many people walk around, they just want to thump people on the side of the head with the Bible, and they just want to shove it down their throat. Can I tell you, that doesn't, it doesn't help. It repels rather than attracts. But here's the truth. We are not called to offend, but we are called to share. And you know what? When we do that out of love, most people will listen. They will. So it's not our job to offend, but, but I would rather take a chance on offending someone by sharing with them the thing that's going to change their life for eternity than to never try at all. 
I mean, again, so many people are like, I just don't want to offend anybody. I hear this one. I don't want to push my faith on anybody. I don't want to push my faith on anybody. Can I just tell you? Good. Here's the truth. God doesn't want to push his love on you either. Does that make sense? God says, hey, I died, or I sent my son to die for you. Now you have a choice. I love you. I will forgive you. But you have a choice whether you come to know me and come to love me. It's the same way. When we, when we share our faith with people, we're not to push it on them. But we are to offer it to everybody. And they have a choice on whether they want to decide to love Jesus or not. So I, I don't want to push it on them. That's, that's okay. I mean, again, nobody should push it on them. They have to decide. Here, here's the last excuse that I want to point out. Because people use this one. My faith is private. Man, it's just between me and God. Can I just be honest with you? Because I've already been honest already. And I, I try to always be honest. If your faith is private, then you're not pleasing to God. I want you to hear it. Because so many people are like, oh, just my faith is private. It's between me and God. I just do my church thing, keep my head down, don't make any you know, waves, don't do anything. No, listen, if your faith is private, God is not pleased with you. The Bible says not to be ashamed of the gospel. And you say, well, what, what else does the Bible say? In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in what? All your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. You know what that verse is saying? It's saying, in all your ways acknowledge him. When things go good, acknowledge him. When somebody says, hey, why are you so blessed? Why, you know, do you have so much stuff? Why are you so, you know, happy all the time? You can say it's because of the, the God that I serve, the Jesus that has forgiven me. That's the reason why I'm so blessed. Yes. When people say, you know, why is your business so successful? And how did you get through that downturn? It's all because of the glory of God. It's because of His strength that I'm able to do that. And again, you don't shove that down their throat, but you give Him praise. You acknowledge Him in everything. Why do you have so, such good kids? It's because of the, the grace of God. It's nothing that I've done. If anything, I've, you know, again... I've done a lot of stupid stuff. But anyways, so you give God the praise. And even in the bad times, you give Him the praise. That speaks a lot to people. When things are, you know, all hell's breaking loose, and you go, I praise God anyways. That speaks a lot. Um, and you say, so okay, the message is what? Well, it's sharing with them the good news of Jesus Christ. And the good news uh, that they can be forgiven. The good news that they can have eternal life in heaven. It's the news that saves them. It's the greatest news that they've ever heard. And we are called to share it through our words. Yeah. Here's the other side of it, though. When you have words, a lot of, you know, that is the single most important thing. But here's another key truth that I, that I want you to know. Sometimes God gives us a specific word to share with someone that we may or may not know. Um, all throughout the Bible, you know, God used men and women to speak specific messages to people all throughout the Bible. Isaiah, Daniel, Jonah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, all of them. They had a specific message for a specific person. And I'll give you an example in my own life. You ready? 
I was, um, I was in college. I was a youth intern at the church that I grew up in. I was serving in the youth group. And one night after camp, you know, or it was, it was during camp, and it was after all of our meetings, we went to the back porch, or, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. My buddies, they were uh, some sponsors. And their name was Mark Spradlin and Craig Murphy, some of my great friends. They were older than I was. They were sponsors, you know, as well. They were, you know, in their mid-30s and all that stuff. And I was probably 19 or 20 or whatever. Well, they, they came to me and they said, hey, Bo, we want to visit with you after, you know, this, this meeting tonight. And I said, all right. So they took me on the back porch of the cabin at camp, and they sat me down, and they looked me in the eye, and they said, Bo, we've been praying about this, and here's what we believe. We believe that God has called you to the ministry and that he wants to use you in mighty ways. Can I just tell you? I'm serving on this day, whatever today is, Because they heard from God and spoke into my life. A specific word from God. Listen, God wants to use you too. There are people in your lives, at your job, at work, in your family, that need to hear a word from God. And God is saying, I want you to tell them. I want you to encourage them. I want you to build them up. So again, the point is God wants to speak not only to you, but He wants to speak a specific word through you. And you say, well, what does that look like? Well, again, it may be your boss. It may be the guy that you work with. You go to your, you know, you go to your boss and your boss is having to let people go because, you know, uh, the economy is down and all that stuff. And, and he's feeling the pressure. You walk into his office and you can say, hey, boss man, I want you to know that I'm praying for you. I know that you have some hard decisions to make and I want God to give you the wisdom to make those decisions and I'm praying for you. And by the way, God says, don't fire me. <laughs> Can you, can, you, can you picture that? I mean, you, you, you've got people in your life that are struggling that need a word from God and God is saying, I want you to open your mouth. I want you to speak to that person. I want you to encourage them. Maybe you've got a friend that's headed down the wrong path and doing the wrong thing. It's time to step in front of them and say, you're doing the wrong thing and I want to help you. God has told me to stop you. Again, I can tell you story after story of my life where I've been headed down a wrong path and someone that loved me enough stood in front of me and said, you're gonna, if you want to go that way, you're going to have to go through me. Sometimes God gives you a specific word to speak into someone's life. Maybe it's a lady that does your nails. I don't know if they speak English, but maybe... Maybe it's your neighbor across the fence in the backyard. Maybe it's that person that you sit randomly by at a rodeo or at a, at a ball game. It's, it, there's somebody. And can I just give you some tips on how to share? Again, I'm speaking boldly right here, and, and, and that's okay. But I want to give you a few tips. You ready for this? Because this is important. Ask the person if you can share with them before you share with them. Now, again... Depending on the situation, there are friends that I have, I don't ask. I just tell them. 
but they're friends, right? They're friends, and I, we can speak honest. But there are certain situations where God says, I want you to speak to that person, but here's what you do. You show them the respect of asking them if you can share with them. I mean, I have people that, I, again, I don't know real well, maybe just come to our church or whatever, and I just call them up and I can just ask them, hey, I, I, I feel like God wants me to say something to you. Is, you do, are you okay with that? And I ask them because it shows them respect. Here's the other thing. Respect their thoughts even if they're wrong. I mean, I speak to a lot of people about Jesus and they're like, yeah, man, I just really don't, I don't think the Bible's true and I don't, you know, I don't think all this stuff. And I don't go, well, you're an idiot. I mean, why the crap do you think that way? No, I just respect them anyways. Just keep going. Just keep moving. Find common ground. Do something. Don't, don't just pick a fight to pick a fight. Here's the other thing. Be led by the Spirit, not by your feelings. Here's what I've learned. Guilt doesn't motivate. If I just make somebody feel guilty, you're an idiot. Why'd you do that? You're an idiot. Why'd you say that? You're an idiot. Guilt never motivates. You know what motivates? Love. And if you're led by the Spirit, then you're going to speak what the Bible and what God wants you to say. And always make sure your words match the Word of God. If you're giving them advice, you're telling them something, and it's contrary to the Word of God, then you need to shut your mouth. Because it's just not right. And can I just give you another piece of advice? If someone's talking to you and they say, hey, I've got a specific word for you, you need to make sure that it matches the Word of God too. There's a lot of people that want to manipulate you. They want to manipulate me. God told me. God told me we should start this ministry. God told me we should do this. God told me we should do this. Again, I just say, praise God. If he tells me the same thing, we'll do it. You know? So you need to make sure that it matches the word of God. And here's the last thing. Be encouraging so many people want to bring a bad word to everybody. You're going to die. You're going to go to hell. You know, you're an idiot. You know, they just want to bring a bad word. Can I just tell you, if you're going to share a word with someone, even if it's a rebuke, do it with kindness and gentleness. You will open more doors to speak truth into their lives later if you do it that way. So be encouraging. And, and, and again, be, be authentic, all those things. So again, God speaks to others through our words. Here's the last thing, and I'm done. And I know this has been a long sermon, but here's the last thing. We speak to others through our actions. Let me say it again. God says, you know, he wants us to open our mouth and speak through words, but he also says, I want you to speak through your actions. I'll give you an example of this. It just happened to me this week. Our last Saturday, there was a wreck in Woodward. Uh, many of you guys have heard about it. Ty Cates and his family and uh, all of that stuff that went down at, on Saturday night. Um, many of you guys probably know that family. Um, there was two people that, were, that lost their lives, the, the driver of the other vehicle and then Ty's wife, Hillary. And alongside of all that, um, Cahill, which is their seven-year-old son, was in the wreck as well. I got a call from Brendan Lobin. Many of you guys maybe know him. He called me and said, hey, my son Jaden Lobin was behind them when that happened and saw the whole thing. Jaden is dating Maddie's or dating a girl named Maddie who is Ty's sister. So there's the connection. Well, Jaden was behind him. He saw the whole thing. He was there, you know, 
had to, you know, try to help him get out of the vehicle, saw all, the whole deal. And so Brennan called me and says, hey, I want you to, I want you to call Jaden and just, you know, encourage him and see if he wants to talk. So I called Jaden. I said, hey, man, I, I know that this is a traumatic deal. And uh, we were able to visit. We were able to talk. And, and so I got to pray with him. I got to, you know, I got to encourage him. But then here's what else God said. God said, hey, Bo, I want you to go by the hospital that Cahill's in, and I want you to pray over that child. Now, if you have children, you, you would maybe understand me, but I hesitated to do that. You know why? Because I have a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 10-year-old, and it's hard for me to walk into a room where a seven-year-old is, is fighting for life or, you know, is broken, tubes, all that crap that goes on. And so I hesitated, and I was like, God, you know, I'll just call Ty. So I, I text Jaden. I said, Jaden, hey, can I have Ty's number? I want to call him. And I called him, and I said, hey, Ty, man, I don't know you from Adam, but I want you to know I'm praying for your family, and I'm praying that God will heal your son and heal your pain and heal all that stuff. And he thanked me, and, and we got to visit. I hung up the phone. I went and got gas. It was diesel. Diesel. I got da- uh, diesel. Diesel. I got diesel in my pickup. And and I was, I, was in, I was in Oklahoma City getting that permit, and, and that's when I called Jaden, and that's when I called Ty. And my engine light came on. And God, you know, brought that to my attention later on, actually just this morning. I disobeyed God. I didn't, I didn't go to the hospital. So my engine light came on, and because that engine light came on, I had to stay an extra night so that I could take it to my father-in-law's house, or not house, but his dealership, and get it worked on. I woke up the next morning... And God said to me again, I told you to go by the hospital and pray over that child. And so I got up, took the truck to the dealership, got it worked on, and then after that I drove straight to the hospital. And I walked in, and, and again, I, I walked into you know this situation where there's all kinds of pain and all that. And I walked in and I just said, God, I, I, I'm sorry, you know, I, I, I tried to just do it easy, but I, I'm sorry for that. And I, here's what I told God. I said, God, if you want to use me in this situation, use me. You want, you want me to pray over this child and this child gets healed? I, I'm willing. I'm here. Whatever you want to do, I'll do it. And here's what I learned. And I, I walked into that bedroom or that, you know, the room in the hospital and I put my hands on Cahill and I prayed for him. And I don't know to this day if he's healed. I don't know if he's going to you know, walk out of there without anything wrong with him. I don't know that for sure. But all I know is I was blessed to be there and to be used by God. And I had the privilege of praying for that child. And God said, I wanted you to do that. And again, the obedience is where we find the peace. And so here's the point. Sometimes God wants you to speak to people. He wants you to do something, say something. Or, but it, oftentimes he wants you to do something and he's not going to let you rest until you do it. And so here's the other side of it. Can I just, I'm, again, I'm being honest today. I think a lot of times we, we say, God, people can see Jesus in me through my actions, therefore I don't need to talk about him. Can I tell you that's a cop-out? That's a cop-out straight from the devil. Because so many people are like, oh, God, you know, those see God in my actions... Great, they will see God in your actions, but at some point, you need to tell them why you do what you do. 
Why do I walk the way that I walk? Why did I do that? It's because I love Jesus. It's because he's changed my life. I serve this church because of Jesus. That's who's made the difference in my life. It's not a job. It's not just something that I I get paid to do. It's because of Jesus that I work hard. It's because of Jesus that I have the blessed life that I have. It's because of Jesus. So stop saying, oh, I'm just going to let my actions speak for themselves. No, God wants you to speak. He wants you to show people why you do what you do. And so let me challenge you with that. You need to speak and you need to have the actions. And there needs to be a balance there. And so again, I I would say in closing, your actions, again, they open the door for you to speak words. Here's what I've learned. When I feed somebody that's hungry, then they listen. When I walk into a situation where a child is hurting and I pray for their child, then they're more able to maybe listen to the gospel. So let your actions open the doors to open your mouth. Does that make sense? So that's my challenge for you. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. I want to tell you the rest of the story. The check engine light came out of my pickup, so I take it to the dealership, and they they put the plug in it, and they say, there's nothing wrong with your pickup. And I drove off, and my pickup didn't have to have anything done to it. That's God right there, man. God is going to give you signs. He's going to speak to you in different ways. So the question is, are you listening? Are you able to hear from Him? Do you know His Son personally? Again, some of you, you need, to, you need to make this commitment. Maybe you just need to pray this in your heart. God, I want to go public with my faith. God, I'm not going to be private about my faith anymore. God, I am going to acknowledge you in every area of my life. God, if you will give me the privilege of sharing with others, I will open my mouth. I will do whatever you tell me to do. Listen, some of you need to make that commitment, those commitments. And here's what else I think we all need to do. We need to thank God for speaking to us. He doesn't have to, but he chooses to because he loves us. And so maybe right there in your chair, chair you need to thank God. Thank him. Say, say, thank you, God, for saying yes to this or that. Thank you for saying no to this or that. Thank you for saying nothing in those moments so that I would learn how to trust you even more. You just need to be thankful that he speaks to you. Some of you are here today and God has never really truly spoken to you until today. And maybe today he's opened your heart and you actually feel the presence of God moving in your life. Can I just, can I just give you a piece of advice? Don't run. Don't be scared. 
Embrace the voice that's speaking to you. Because that voice loves you and that voice wants to give you eternal life. And so maybe you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart. Can I just give you the message of the good news? Jesus came, he died on a cross for your sins so that you can be forgiven. And if you will confess him as your Lord and Savior, you will be saved. And so you say, Bo, how do I do that? Maybe right there in your chair, just in your heart, maybe you just pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Jesus, I know that you died on the cross for my sins so that I could be forgiven. I want to ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and save me. Listen, maybe you just prayed that prayer for the very first time. You have now made the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. And this is just the beginning. Here in a minute, we're going to tell you how you can connect with God even more through resources that we have and how you can get involved in this church so that we can help you grow. Lord, I come to you right now and I thank you. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for speaking to this church. I thank you for the joy and the privilege that it is to speak to others. And Lord, I pray that everybody in this church today would see that sharing the gospel, the good news with others is a privilege and they are all called to share. Open our mouths, Lord. Open our mouths so that we can grow your kingdom. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen.